What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? We got another great show for you again this week. Oh, man, we talk a little bit about Oktoberfest beers because Sorcerer Chromatic and I drink and review some delicious Oktoberfest beers. And then we get into the Great American Beer Fest uh, winners. Um, we concentrate on the two states we live in, Arizona and California, although there are many more. Uh, next week, we will have our was our third annual, fourth annual um, cold brew GABF winners names awards uh, we where we go through and we give out our own gold silver and bronze for the best names of beers at the GABF of the all the medal winners and then after that uh, we get into um, the highest scoring um, regular season uh, games well actually not the high scores games but uh, the teams that scored the highest in honor of the 70 burger that the Miami Dolphins put on the Denver Broncos. And then we talked a little bit about our weekends. I went to the Greenwood Brewing Beer Babes Family collab event. And Sorcerer Chromatic went to the regular season home opener of the 49ers. Uh, they hosted the New York Giants. Talk a little bit about that. And then we wrap up the whole show talking about Ahsoka Episode 5, the Star Wars series on Disney+. Plus. Don't forget to follow us on Untapped and on Instagram. Search for Cold Brew Podcast. All right, so without further ado, it's time for another Cold Brew. Coming at you pre-recorded from Cold Brew Studios. I am Greg, he is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. How you doing this week, man? Good. Yeah? Good. Yeah. Did I tell you my kids are crazy? <laughs> I think we already kind of got the hint of it like the last few weeks. No, yeah. Just another another wild week. My, my youngest one is starting to talk, so... Yeah. Like randomly, she'll she'll like, or random. Oh, hi, Dad! And then I'll go, oh, hi, and then she'll like, I'll say like, you know, look at me like, you know, I'm an idiot, you know. There's like <laughs> no response, no, no wanting to communicate, you know, just oh hi. Uh, oh, I thought you. So meant like, all right, whatever. She she was like spouting out ODB lyrics or something. Oh no! no like oh, yet. you're paying attention. I better fucking watch out what, what I listen to when you're yeah. in the car. <laughs> My favorite is uh, she started she's like or she'll say the alphabet like v vaguely. I mean, you could uh -huh. kind of tell that's what she's doing, and you know, so and she'll get it wrong. And my older daughter will yell at her. I'm like, wait a minute, she's learning. And my older daughter goes, she learned it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, awesome. <laughs> I, know. I know, and you know, I know everyone's got their own kid stories out there, but yeah, that's just something that. I'm going through this week. <laughs> right on. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's get to the beer then, shall we? Sure. All right. Today, in honor of Oktoberfest, I have by our good friends at Renhouse Brewing Company, their Fest beer. It is, it's a Fest beer. They don't, they never put their ABV. I'm going to have to look this one up. 
I thought it was going to be on the can because they have put their ABVs on the can, uh, on some of them anyway, on their labels. But this is labeled Fest Beer. It's a beautiful, uh, you know, that blue color with the white. They have flowers and a little wren on there. But, um, yeah, not much more I could say about this except for pop off. And I'll, on my next uh, part of the uh, of my uh, um my description when I talk about the the uh, the taste and everything, I will have the ABV ready. So I apologize for that in advance. But hey, Papa, what do you got? Well, uh, this one is kind of serendipitous in the fact that it wanted to do an Oktoberfest, and I just had the offering from our friends at Dust Bowl. Ooh, nice! So I featured a beer from Dust Bowl last week, yeah. and um. Well, here we go. Back to back Dust Bowl <laughs> beers. Um, you know, shout out to uh, Turlock, California. That's yep. the, the home of Dust Bowl. And, and uh, um, home of Colin Kaepernick, too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, it's uh, ABV of 5.5, IBU of 22. Oktoberfest lager, our take on our traditional German fest beer. We go back in time when the brews were darker, bigger, and still easy to drink. A multi classic. That's what it is. Uh, beer served during the fest season, originally to celebrate the wedding of Crown Prince Ludwig to Princess Teresa in 1810. So there's a little history for you. And without any further ado, Papa. All right. So, yeah, this is a fest beer. Is It's a fest beer. It's not an Oktoberfest. It's not like the, the Martin style that a lot of people are used to. Uh, it's 5.2% alcohol by volume, and the write-up on Untapped. I, like I, I'm already looking at the uh, the ratings and everything, so you know, truth be told. Um, 2022 Great America Beer Festival Gold Medal winner Fest Beer returns. As a reminder, this is not a sweet multi Martin, though we love those two, and have one coming soon. This is a session Fest Beer made for celebrating. We start with a simple yet robust grain bill featuring all German heritage uh, floor malted grains, specifically Bark Pilsner, Bark Vienna, and Bark Munich malts. Step mashed at various temperatures to achieve our desired mouthfeel and dryness, naturally acidified in the mash using sour wort. Hopped in the kettle with a moderate bittering addition of Hallertau Middelfra, then we give it a touch of saz right at the end of the boil. The beer was fermented low and slow with our house German lager yeast for many weeks. Naturally carbonated, not fined, but filtered to desired brightness. So there we go. Um, this one's really good. This one's very tasty, very malty, a lot of breadiness, um, but also also very like uh, uh, light. It's not like over malty. It's not like super sweet or anything. It is it is an excellent best beer. I really enjoy this. I dig it. I think I'm gonna rate it around a four, maybe four point one, four point two. But uh, yeah, so far so good. I, I I've had this style before. It's been a while, but yeah, here we are again. Uh, Ren House Fest Beer 2022 Gold Medal winner, and this is 2023. So maybe this is more like a bronze or. And I already looked ahead, and they did not win a gold medal for this uh, this year at. Uh, the Great American Beer Festival, which was just last weekend. How's your beer? Um, well, starting to uh, drink it. It's um, it's it's. What do I say? 
It's got the notes and flavors you'd expect. The very, very, uh, what do you call it? True to style. It's, I, if anything, I'd say it's a little bit on the, on the sweet side, but very malty. Um, it's got that good, uh, you know, brown, amberish color. Um, you know, when you were talking about your beer, I was thinking of mine, like, I'm trying to look. They label this one a specialty lager. So I wonder if it is more of a fest beer than a, um, than a, uh, you know, the Oktoberfest um, Marathon style beer. Yeah. So, um, I'm left wondering. However, I do like it. Uh, for those of you longtime listeners know, I'm a fan of the more maltier style beers. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Probst. And uh, we'll see how it goes as the show goes on. <laughs> Probst. Yes, exactly. Jeff Probst. All right. We, yes. will rate our, <laughs> we will rate our beers later during our untap segment of the show. Don't forget to follow us on Untapped. Search Cold Brew Podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back. But right now, it's time for the winners. Some of the winners of the Great American Beer Festival. So as many of you know, this past weekend was the Great American Beer Festival in Denver, Colorado. A lot of people went, a lot of beers were drank, a lot of awards were given out, and quite a few in California. California always has one of the largest medal draws as far as, you know, winning the medals and a lot of contestants. There's a lot of breweries in California, but Arizona's got a few too. I think uh, usually pretty, like usually like a handful or less. This year we had like, I think six or seven medals. So, you know, good for them. Oh, there you go. Um, a lot of uh, medals were given out. Like I said, uh, I'm going to go through the Ari- some of the Arizona uh, medals that were given out. Um, Fate Brewing Company out of Scottsdale, Arizona, won a bronze for American Sour Ale for their Fate Single Hop Sour. Uh, Flying Bassett Brewing Company out of Gilbert, Arizona, won a gold for their Citrus Snack, which was a contemporary Goza. I thought I, I could have swore I saw that Flying Bassett went out of business, but maybe they just, I don't know. Maybe they're just uh, contract brewing. Now. I have no idea what they're doing. Um, hey. Yeah. I got a new insult. <laughs> What's that? Flying Bastard. <laughs> All right. There you go. You uh, flying Bastard. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Wayne Jenkins. God damn you, Flying Bastard. I didn't know you could brew beer. All right, uh, uh, let's see here. Um, Come here, you flying bastard. Where you been? Come here. <laughs> Did you get my ass, you flying bastard? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're trying to do a show here. Here we go. We're the only two people laughing right now. <laughs> oh, Why we do this shit? <laughs> uh, let's see here. For silver. Uh, Basin and Range out of Tucson, Arizona. They're relatively new. They won a uh, they won a silver for the contemporary goes this uh, fucking uh, category. I wonder if those uh, those bastards and flying bastard helped them out. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Lumberyard Brewing Company and Tap Room and Grill out of Flagstaff, Arizona, won a silver for their Railhead Red, which is an extra special bitter in ESB, and then also winning. 
bronze for an ESB was Red House Brewing Company. They won for their Hooks and Done. And then last but not least, Red House won another bronze for their Blue Quad Roller Skates in the Juicy or Hazy Imperial India Pale Ale category. I did try that one. I did like it. Um, I liked it better than the Spellbinder, and the Spellbinder won a gold, like, I think, I want to say 2017 or 18, so maybe even 19, I forget. Dude, all these years fucking fly by so quickly when you get older. Um, so yeah, so those are the ones out of Arizona. Let's Now let's go to your fair state and my ex-fair state. I'm going to scroll through a bunch of these because California is too numerous. We'll be here all fucking night if I say all the medals that they won but um beachwood brewing out of long beach we know them they won a silver for uh, their american black ale called hapa emeritus um shred brewing they're they're fairly new i've seen them online Friend, friended them a while back good for them they're out of rockland california the old home of the san francisco 49ers training camp um they went for their uh, american cream ale cinco 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 they won like two or three awards actually um, Golden Road Brewing one, yeah, um, fart on them. Uh, Docent Brewing, I, I bring up Docent Brewing out of San Juan Capistrano because they won three medals. I'm like, I never heard of these dudes, but they won three medals that I've seen anyway. Maybe they won four. I, I didn't go through the whole list. Um, scrolling through. Um, Alvarado Street won a gold. For American style strong pale ale category uh, for their Mai Tai. That's a good one. And in the same category, uh, Liquid Gravity won a bronze for their Liquid Gravity IPA. So we know them. They're out of San Luis Obispo. Uh, scrolling through a couple more. The brewery won uh, out of Placentia, California. Because Your Mind, which was a chocolate beer, they won a bronze. And Hop Dogma out of Half Moon Bay. We know we know uh, uh, Littlefield, Dan Littlefield, the brewer, head brewer and owner of Hop Dogma. One uh, for their Venti is Large, Coffee Stout or Porter. Uh, let me see here. Scrolling through. Modern Times won a silver and a bronze in the Dessert Stout category. Alesmith won a bronze for their... Uh, Nut Brown, which is a brown ale. Let's see, uh, oh, Russian River won a experimental beer bronze for their small batch Instinction Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, let's see, scrolling through, I'm trying to see if there's any Bay Area ones, because Liquid Gravity won a uh, a gold for their German dark lager. Good night, Munich. Scrolling through, Figueroa Mountain out of Santa Barbara won. A silver for their herb and spice beer, hibiscus lime shandy. Uh, another liquid gravity. They won a silver for the drama king in the imperial IPA category. Good for fucking them. Oh, Del- here you go, man. Del-, Del Cielo. Del Cielo out of Martinez, California. One for their double M07 uh, in the imperial IPA category. You got to see if you can get some of that. Send it to me. I'm sorry. What was it? What was, what was the name? The double M O seven. I think I seen that one. Oh Shoot. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So check it out. They won a bronze for the the double IPA category. 
Uh, Five Star Walker won a uh, a bronze for the uh, International Style Pale Ale for their Extra Pale Ale. So good for them. Um, yeah, I think I'm almost yeah. We're, we're, we're running out of room here. Um, Russian River won another one uh, for the New Zealand IPA for the Doctor Ron. And chance. Oh, original pattern. Original Pattern won a silver in the Session IPA category for the, the next chapter. And there's another Shred one. Micro Blaster won a bronze for the Session IPA. Um, and Slice Beer Company out of Lincoln, California won a silver for the West Coast IPA style Untold Prophecy. So there's a lot. What, what, uh, what categories would you like to know? Because I could look it up real quick. Um. Ooh, anything barrel aged. Okay. Yeah, they got the the wood. I think they call it wood aged or something like that, right? Styles. Lisa. Let's see here. Wood and barrel aged strong stout, strong beer, strong, uh, or sour beer. Strong stout. All right. Wood and barrel aged strong stout. All right. Coming in at bronze is Workforce Brewing Company's. Barrel Age Count Chungus. <laughs> that sounds gross. They're out of Plainfield, Illinois. Uh, silver went to Black Market Liver or Liver. Black Market Liver. <laughs> liver. Uh, out of uh, out of liver. the <laughs> out of the Colony, Texas, by Windmills Brewing and Brewery and Restaurant, and then taking the gold for the Wood and Barrel Age Strong Stout. Is Breakside, the trappings and the suits of woe. That's the name. That's the whole fucking name right there. Breaksides, the trappings and the suits of woe by Breakside Brewery out of Northwest Slaptown, Portland, Oregon. Yeah, I, I know I see Breaksides around here. I, I don't think I've ever seen that one, so I gotta gotta keep an eye out. Yeah, I've seen, I, you know I've seen Breakside down here in Arizona, but I haven't seen it in a while. They were down here a couple years ago, but um, maybe they just uh, stopped distributing because. They just couldn't produce as much as they needed to. And it was that Total Wine. Right. And as I think you know that Total Wine, sometimes they get like a brewery direct beer. And so maybe it was something like that. And it was just like a limited run. Possibly. Um, let's see here. Let's let's go to the Oktoberfest of beers since uh, since we are talking about Oktoberfest. Oh, great. As soon as I say Oktoberfest. Oh, here a German style. All right, it's not there. All right, uh, let's. Oh, here it is. German uh, style Oktoberfest. Uh, coming in at bronze uh, by Cloudburst Brewing Company. We know them. We've had their beers at uh, Firestone Walker Invitational Beer Fest uh, out of Seattle, Washington. They won a bronze for their Doherty work. <laughs> the uh, silver went to Marble Brewing Company out of Albuquerque, New Mexico for their Thunder. From Dortmunder. And gold went to Cooperage Brewing Company out of Santa Rosa, California for their Dortmunder export. All right. Any other uh, any other beers you want me to look up real quick before we move on? Any of the styles, I mean? Um, how about just a regular stout? Okay. Let's 
stout. There it is. Standard stout. And then I'll do uh, just the standard IPA just because uh, I'm kind of uh, curious about that. Here it is. Uh, American Black Ale or American Stout. Uh, bronze went to Midnight Oil by Tustin Brewing Company out of Tustin, California. Silver went to Beechwood Brewing, Long Beach, California. Uh, Hoppa Emeritus. And gold went to Breakside Cheat Codes by Breakside Brewery, Portland, Oregon. And let me go to the IPA category. Everyone loves the Juicies, Hazy, so I'll go to that. A juicy or Hazy IPA. Bronze went to Blue Quad Roller Skates, like I said. Um, oh, that's the I, the double IPA. Where's the regular? Oh, there it is. Yeah, my bad. Bronze went to Make It Rain by Side Hustle Brewing Company out of Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. Uh, silver went to Juicy Midtones by Corn Coast Brewing Company out of Lincoln, Nebraska. And the gold for the Juicy or Hazy IPA. Went to Away Days by 1852 Brewing Company out of Visalia, California. Ooh, that's not that far. I should go visit and then go to Magic Mountain. Bigger. Anyway, Great American Beer Fest went off this past weekend. Uh, I saw a lot of great texts or uh, uh, oh, Instagram sorry, posts. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah. I wanted to ask one more. Okay, yeah. Triple IPA. Triple IPA? Okay. Let's see. Do they have that? Is that a thing? Hold on. I'm going to um, IPAs. No, I don't see a triple IPA. I see just IPA, Imperial IPA, and Session IPA. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. All right. Anyway. So yeah, this past weekend was the Great American Beer Festival. A lot of good times have. Maybe one one of these years you and I will get there and have some fun and drink a lot of beers and wake up with huge hangovers. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. No, that sounds like a bad plan to me. <laughs> I don't want a fucking hangover. All right. No, no one does. Yeah. That that hey, yeah. The price of the price to pay to be cool. All right, uh, that does it for the beer news this week. You know what that means? I think I do. Time for everyone's favorite segment on Cold Brew because it's my favorite segment. It's time for the Cold Brew List. As we proceed to give you what you need. Let me ask you this. Did you see that Miami score? <laughs> Holy Christ, dude. That that was amazing. Like. I was watching the game in the, uh, like for the first like quarter, quarter and a half, almost halftime, and then I went to go hang out with my daughter. And next thing I knew, like I, I looked at my phone and I had all these missed texts, right on my the little red button on my uh, on my text message uh, icon. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what happened? And it's like Miami scores 70 points. Like all these different people were texting me. I'm like, what the fuck? So I had to look it up, and holy shit, 70 points. It's amazing. Uh, no, definitely. Um, crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. So, I have a list mm -hmm. of the, um, what you call it? The most points scored games or the highest scoring games. Mm. Now, 
this is a this is not combined score. It's actually by the like the actual teams that you know played. So uh, okay, basically the record score. Yeah. So I'll start at ten, or at number ten, yeah. which was back in September of um, twenty nineteen. Wow, it was yeah. yeah, it was fifty five to forty. Tampa Bay Buccaneers scored fifty five points to the L A Rams forty. Hmm. So um, yeah. I mean, you hard you hardly see scores, you know, scores that high. I mean, it, you get it. It's it's feasible. However, yeah. it doesn't really happen that often. So um, then it would be the Jets um beating your St. Louis Cardinals back in yeah. September of two thousand um eight, which was a score of fifty six to thirty five. Oh wow! Okay. The Jets scored 56 points. Yeah. Next in, oh, this is an older one. In 1966, the ski, the Steelers put up 57 over the Falcons. They're at 33. So they All won right. that game. Ooh. Then in uh, 2004, uh, in a battle of Ohio, mm. uh, the Bengals put up 58 to the Browns, 48. Oh, wow. Holy shit! Yeah. What a shooting! I don't. Right. I don't remember that game. I'm like, I don't remember that one. I don't remember the Tampa Bay Rams game. I mean, um, I know, and that was just a few years ago, right? No. The fifty-five forty—that was like in two thousand nineteen. I don't remember it at yeah. all. I mean, the Niners won the Super Bowl that year. I mean, I was definitely watching the Rams that year because we were, uh, you know, their divisional rivalry and stuff like that, but. I guess they might have been out of the picture by then. Hmm. Oh, no, that was in September. Huh. Well, they've been there. All right. Um, what I, the last one was about to start. So the next one, uh, which 10, 9, 8. Number six is the New York Jets scoring 62 Ooh. to Tampa Bay Buccaneers 28. This was back in November of 85. Oh yeah, that was before you and I. Well, I mean, we, we were we were still alive, but <laughs> we weren't paying attention that close. Yeah. Um, this one's an old one though. Um, back in October of '48, jeez, the Chicago Cardinals, your mm. Chicago Cardinals, <laughs> put up 63 to the New York Giants 35. Wow. 63 to 35. Um, then there was another old one back in October of uh, 1950. The LA Rams uh, put up, 50, uh, I'm sorry, 65 to the Lions, 24. Oh, okay. Wow. And today, uh, the day that inspired this list in September uh, 2023, 20, uh, Miami Dolphins, 70. And the Denver Broncos, 20. Right. And then, um, yeah, historically going, um, the L.A. Rams. God, the Rams are always involved with this. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> oh, October 1950, the L.A. Rams played the Baltimore Colts, and they won 70 to 27. Jeez. And then the Washington Redskins uh, beat the New York Giants. Uh, 72 to 14. Damn, and, dude. No, 
This, I'm sorry. I told you you said that one wrong. In November of 66. So that's an old one. The Giants and Redskins. Uh, 72 to 40, 41. But that's a, like 113 points between them? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and that's just regular season because didn't the Redskins score like 73 points like in like playoffs or some shit or Super Bowl? like Or no, not even Super Bowl. It was like the championship game like before the Super Bowl era. You know, I heard that, but I, I I don't know the exact stat on that. Yeah, I thought it was like 73 to, to 7 or something like that. I remember hearing that Total a long plot. time ago. Yeah, it was like, change the game. I'm going to go fucking do something else. Right. Very nice. Yeah, it's just, it was amazing. That, that That Miami offense is so fucking potent, man. And the only reason they, they haven't been doing shit these last couple of years because someone gets hurt, you know, Tua, especially Tua. One more fucking, one more concussion, that guy is done. You know, it's hard to say, yeah. You know, at the same time, it it, it reminds me a lot of, uh, well, you know, uh, their head coach worked with the Niners. I mean, I yeah. think it's just, he has a system that really get does uh, wonders for the quarterback because... I don't think two is anything special. I mean, he mm-hmm. he's he can play, but you know he's not the biggest guy. I mean, he's got a decent arm. I, I don't know if uh, he is uh, the uh, the 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 long ranger that you know some of the other guys are. However, yeah, like Herbert. Or yeah, something? yeah. Well, yeah, Herbert or, or Josh Allen or even uh, um, Mahomes. I mean, just but at the same time, statistically. Uh, you know he he is a good uh, long ball com- completion percentage too. So yeah, and he's it's got just a, uh, a lot of stuff coming together. You know, yeah, he's got a lot of weapons too. I mean, Tyreek Hill, you can't fucking deny that. Waddle's really good, but he's hurt right now. And then um, Mostert had a fucking oh, he was a fucking Al Bundy game today. Four touchdowns in one game. So yeah, I mean, you know, good for them. Let's see what they do. Um, they, they, I think they play the Bills next weekend, though. So we'll see. We shall see. All right, great list, man. Great list. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about football later on in our uh, drunken shenanigans. But um, yeah, shit, man. I guess uh, how's your beer doing? Because like, like I'm almost done with mine. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not done yet, but I'm I'm enjoying this one. Nice sipper. Right on. We're going to rate our beers on Untapped. So, coming up here, I know you had Dust Bowl. Is it Oktoberfest or the Fest beer? Oktoberfest. Okay. There it is. It, it is a Martin style beer, and I know that's one of your favorite styles. So, uh, what would you like to rate this beer at? I want to give it... I'm going to give it a 3.5. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, we're going to check in right now. 3.5. And what are your uh, notes on this? Um, multi, sweet, and enjoyable. Multi, sweet, and enjoyable. Excuse me. A little burping. I'm burping here with the fest beer. And check in. And we are done with that. We got a Oktoberfest badge. 
Oh, they want me to share it? I'm not gonna share it. Fuck that. I'm gonna share nothing. Oh my. Um, I had by Renhouse their Fest beer, uh, 23. Tw I'm sorry, 2023 uh, edition. It's good, man. It's good. I, I like it. I, I give it a 4.1. Um, it's a little bit better, just for uh, 4.0, <laughs> and that's why I do that. Um, let's see here. Let me look it up real quick. Should come up because I already looked it up once. There it is. And it has an overall rating of 3.83. And five of our, of our friends checked in with an average rating of 4.20. So we'll be right there with them. 4.10. And I'm going to say it is... Um, Bready, oh, bread, e, and it's clean. It's a, it's, a, it's got a super clean finish, man. I, I, I dig this beer. And check in, pulls all cards. I went to a, a, a couple. Uh, I went to a. Brewery, actually, I went to a couple breweries this weekend, but uh, on Saturday, I went to a Greenwood Brewing in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, I've had Megan Greenwood on the show before. She was the first, she is the first uh, woman um, brewery owner in the state of Arizona. And she was hosting an event for our friend Rachel uh, Bierkowski. <laughs> I've almost forgot the, the last name. Uh, and the Beer Bays family um, charity. Her real last name is Beer Cusk? No, it, it's, ben, <laughs> it's Ben Kuski, <Cusky>, but... <laughs> you know what it reminds me of that... Uh, uh, the Green Hornet with Seth Rogen and Christopher Waltz yeah, I, character? I, I know I've seen the movie, but I don't remember... Was the reference you're getting to? Oh, because he's like, uh, his name is like uh, Budkowski, so he, but uh, Christopher um, Christopher Waltz character, <laughs> and he's like, he he wants to rebrand himself as Bloodkowski, because if it's the first color you see or the last, you will be dead. Or I forgot his fucking little speech. He always wants to do his speech, and everybody in interrupts him every time he does his speech. It's fucking hilarious. But anyway, you watch that movie. I liked it. I remember I liked it. Yeah. I got to watch it. My, my, you know, it came out and it was when, when my daughter was born. It was in the hospital. It was like, like kind of like before the the DVD came out. They had it in the hospital, kind of like like the airplane, like airlines get like uh, movies oh. just a little bit sooner. Yeah, it was kind of like, like that, like a closed circuit. Yeah, so it was like it was on. So like, it reminds me of, of my daughter's birth. And mm, so great. I watched it a few times and I liked it. I thought it was funny. A few times. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, um, yeah, w went out there and hung out and uh, met a lot of people that I hadn't met before in the in the beer community. And there's a lot of people there that I already had known and, you know, are always uh, always good peeps. Um, but I met I met one of our listeners, man, um, Nick uh, Radici on on Instagram super fucking cool guy man super cool guy he and i were just talking for a while um news to him he didn't know you and i were brothers 
really? Yeah, well, he's only been listening to like uh, the last like three years, so I guess he he had no idea. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, that was uh, it was, but it was cool listening to him. I asked him for some feedback and everything, so that was kind of cool. Um, but the yeah, they uh, they brewed uh, a beer especially for the beer babes uh, charity. Um, I didn't. They invited me to to brew with them on brew day. But that was the weekend that I went up to uh, um, for our parents' 50th wedding anniversary on the Labor Day weekend. And so I, I couldn't meet up with them to brew it. But it, it came out really good, man. It was the Saison with, like, coriander and, yeah, I mean, I forgot what the other spice was. But it was very subtle. The spices were very subtle. Say It was a good beer. I really, I, I dug it. And so I went there for a little bit, uh, hung out, uh, saw all the people I knew and just, you know, just were talking I met up with uh, the owner of Bonehouse Brewing, and I got his card, and I'm gonna um, I'm gonna uh, set up some so uh, you know he can I can talk about beer, and we'll have him on the show. And then uh, you know who was there was uh, my buddy Will Walterson, and they're about to launch uh, Catalyst Brew uh, Catalyst Craft Ales in Tempe, and he invited me to go out there to watch the Notre Dame Ohio State game, and so I went out there for a little bit. And hung out and had some of his beers, which are fucking fabulous. And then I came home and I just fucking just zonked out. I was done. Like, because I, I had worked all night and then I only slept two hours. And then I had a bunch of beer and I was I was just fucking tired, man. So, it was, But it was still a fun day. Um, and that was Saturday. That was yesterday. And today, uh, went out with my daughter and we went to Eric's family, um, family barbecue which is a restaurant out here. Um, I was a little disappointed because, dude, they open at 11. We get there like around, I want to say like 12.30, 12.45, and they were all already out of like, a, like all the hamburgers were done. They were already done with their hamburgers. I wanted uh, beef ribs, which was a lot. It was like going to be like a $40 plate. Uh, but then they were out of that, so I had to get the pork ribs, which were good. Don't get me wrong. They were good, but I really wanted those fucking beef ribs, so I got to go back. I gotta go back because it's basically a, like, according to their write-up on their uh, website, it's like a ribeye with the with the bone in it, mm. with the handle. I think they said a, a ribeye with the handle. So yeah, I, I I gotta get out there and try that. A smoked fucking ribeye? No, nah, forget about it, dude. I fucking that's one of my favorite cuts of steak. Do you have a favorite cut of steak? Uh-huh. Or a beef, I mean. I do like the ribeye. I mean, my, mm-hmm. my wife and I, when we go to um, when we go to a steakhouse, we go to um, Fleming's for their uh, tomahawk special. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you know, that's a you know, it's a it's a tomahawk ribeye. It's uh, they, they they cook it it's phenomenal. So I mean, yeah, that's like my steakhouse experience lately has been that you know with uh with my wife. So okay. That was uh so it was good, man. I appreciate it. And then we went to uh, Handles, which is an ice cream company. Um, they're, they they their their ice cream is so fucking good, man. So yeah, I, I was I I feel like uh, I was very gluttonous today, and it was uh it was in lieu of my birthday since you know on Tuesday I, I don't see my daughter, so like today was like the day, and then we had a uh, um they gave me some gifts and stuff like that, so I appreciated all that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, how was your weekend? Did you do anything? 
Um, well, we went up to my um, my wife's side of the family up in, in Stockton. We did, we had a chill, relaxing weekend. Um, yeah. Granted, um, my wife's sister, my brother-in-law, and their kids came over. So we got to hang out with them. We haven't really seen them in a while, too. So it was all good. Some, some good family time. However, also some other family time on Thursday, finally the first home Niner game. Oh, yeah. I We're going to get with, to that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Attended with, uh, of course, uh, my dad, our, our mom, and then uh, LT from the Fresno faction, the boy, and the return of Turkey Dave. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. He's nice. back. I haven't seen back that dude baby. in a while. Known. Yeah. <laughs> How's he doing? Like, man? I, I, good, good. I, I got to talk to you uh, off air about him. Okay, cool. <laughs> Some more shenanigans? Yeah. Um,. How was the game like? Like the big thing out of the game besides the Niners winning was all the fucking fights in the stands. What the hell? What? What's I going know, on? I know, dude. That, that that's crazy. Yeah. Especially, uh, you know, well, the the one that I thought was bad was the, the guy was like punching girls, oh. dude. It's like, what's up with that? Dude? Oh, and he he <laughs> threw that girl's face into the handrail. Yeah. Jesus and then, uh, Christ! Oh, Sherman, right? He was wearing the Sherman uni- uh, jersey. I really think it was Richard Sherman. <laughs> no, was it some big like? Hey, now, now, <laughs> I'm big old Latino dude. <laughs> you know what? And, and to be honest, like, who the fuck wears a Sherman jersey? He was on the the, the Niners for two years and like, or three years, and he was oh, hurt for two of them. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I know. Was, you know, I have a theory about that too. A lot of times, you see that is like, uh, you know, because they go on sale. You know. Oh, what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Like I, I'm sure there's a there's a lot of uh, you know David Carr jerseys that went on sale and a lot of people still copped them. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you know what? And Sherman was there like because he's on the part of the Thursday night broadcast, right? No, well, that's true. But I don't think if you're if you're the type of guy to uh, to go and fight at a football game, you're you're not <laughs> the the clever one saying, "Oh, I'll wear the Sherman jersey because it'll be," you know. <laughs> Well, I don't think anyone goes to a game thinking they're getting into a fight, but, you know, then shit fucking plays out, and then you're in a fight. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll give you that. <laughs> but how was the game? Uh, like, you were going to get in a fight with your uh, with your shirt with the last game you went to, but what do I do? <laughs> yeah, I hate both teams. I got more, a lot more love for that shirt than, than hate. Uh, I'll tell you that. Bro. Even from people working there. People, like... The concession workers, like they they laughed and they pointed and then like they like tapped the the person next to him to point at my shirt, <laughs> and I just gave him a nod like one of those the up nods. Uh, yeah, you seen that one though too. The I I just hope both teams have fun. That would have been a good. One. Yeah, I, I I thought about that. But you know what? I really want to win. This is like um like. I I can I, I don't care about either of these team two teams at all. I just came here to for the beer. There you go, Pat Pending. <laughs> right, <laughs> trademark uh, uh, pending. Yes. But anyway, what what about the game the the the, the Niner uh, Giants game? What what you think? I mean, you were there, so. Oh uh, yeah. First of all, our tailgating got a little offset. We're uh, we're lucky to to have the pass to get to us in early. But the the area we park in, we couldn't park um, anymore because they reserve that area for uh, for club level parking. So mm. whatever it is, um, we parked into a, a different spot. 
um, ran into some people that that was like their spot. So it was kind of like, you know, hey, we didn't know. But the fact that we were all early tailgaters, they were like cool with it because they knew we were Niner fans. They're like, hey, you know what, though? As long as you guys are Niner fans. And um, he goes and like, hopefully he goes like, if um, we're going to put out some chairs, but if if you know people that need a spot, they they could come through as long as they're Niner fans and you know them. You know that, <laughs> that's basically they wanted. They, okay. They, they, that that was their their mo to, to reduce stuff like that. I guess you know what I mean. Mm, yeah. if, if you got if you got like you know legit fans around you, then the chances of something stupid going off is, is reduced. I guess you know. What I mean? Yeah. So, with that said, um, <laughs> we were we were we were chilling and. I actually had to, um, our, our parents went first and I had to meet up with them on, because uh, I, I had to watch my uh, my youngest daughter until my wife got off work. Yeah. So, um, so I caught up with them later and, um, you know, our dad, um, he, uh, he, he made, good, you know, peace with all the, uh, the people around us and, and it was all good. And then, um, they, they introduced me to like the, the, uh, the ringleader on the, on the, of the, the area, his name's Keanu, this Hawaiian yeah. guy. Yeah. Oh no, shit. he's a really cool Hawaiian guy. Yeah. <laughs> but when uh, when they introduced me and and he realized that I was their son, he right away he l- looked at me. He goes, "Why aren't you working the barbecue for your dad?" Damn. <laughs> he called me out, and I go, "Cause the whole time he'd be over my shoulder telling me what I'm doing wrong." <laughs> and he goes, he goes. That's the one answer I could accept. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> it's good. There's going to be a time, man, where you're going to have to take over, bro. Yeah, no, we were helping out, but yeah. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I know you help out, but just, like, there's, there's going to be a time where you're the main, you're going to be the main dude. Possibly. Yeah. I got LT with me. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You, got, you Both of you can share. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And he's good. he's probably good too. I don't know his oh, yeah. his uh, techniques, but I'm I'm pretty sure he's been doing it long enough. Not for sure. But um, inside the game, like did anything special, anything like uh, stand out, or was it just like another regular season game? Uh, it, it felt good. The vibe was there. Um, yeah. You know the the pregame, um, the flyover was a U two. Oh really? Yeah. So I, I got a picture of a spy plane. So I guess that kind of cancels out, right? Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> no, no, um, that's funny too, because I mean that thing's you know, that thing's designed to uh, to go at the edge of space, and here it is <laughs> going over a state. <laughs> yeah, like like yeah, exactly, like low altitude. It's usually like in the upper atmosphere. Did you watch any of the, the, the NFL games this weekend or were you too busy doing family things? No, like I said, I caught well, that was the thing. I um I was flipping back and forth with that uh that well for here we got the Dolphin game mm-hmm. and the uh, Green Bay game. Oh okay. Green Bay uh Green Bay came back against New Orleans and then uh the uh the Dolphins came back I'm sorry, the Dolphins throttled the um Broncos. The, the Broncos. That was in the morning. And then in the afternoon it was I forgot who it was in the afternoon, but then they flipped over to uh Oh, I think it was a Kansas City game. But then they flipped over to the Cowboy oh. game. 
Yeah. And, and the Raider game was pretty good. It went down to the end anyway. Yeah, but the uh, the Steelers, I felt, were in control more than uh seemed like. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's true. But the, the Raiders still had a chance at the end. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then, oh, the Steelers kept fucking committing penalties to get back in the game. Otherwise, they, they, they probably would have really been uh, in hand the whole fucking game, but they kept committing stupid fouls. Um, and then the, uh, what was the other game? Oh, dude, I had a really good fucking parlay, uh, this morning. And it was, I think it was like a five or six game parlay. And I almost won it except for the stupid fucking Ravens. God damn it, dude. They lost to the, the Colts. I was, I was, I was so pissed. Like it totally. And I it was, see that one. yeah, it was like a, like a plus 800. Uh, but, and I only put like 10 bucks on it. It's not like, a, not like I lost a lot. It's not like. I'm going to miss my next house payment on it. But it was still frustrating because the Ravens should be better than the Colts. And then, you know, because they lost Anthony Richardson, he's out. He had Gardner Minshew, and they're still rebuilding. But then again, I guess the Ravens did. They were out like five or six of their starters because of, for injury already. The, the fucking Ravens, like, I thought the Niners were like the, the most cursed team in the NFLs when it comes to injury, but... I really think it's the Ravens, man. Not the, uh, not the Jets. <laughs> dude. Dude, they're like, yeah, they're the... Uh, I don't know. I mean, the Jets just sucked. And they have one injury and it's terrible. And um, But no, it's just over, year over year with injuries. I don't know. That's a good point. Last year, Brees Hall went down too. Shit, I don't know, man. Hey, that 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 field in in at MedLife is just terrible. The worst field. All right, man. One more thing before we get out of here. You know, we got to do it. We've been already been doing it for five uh, episodes. This is episode number six of Ahsoka on Disney Plus, part six. Far, far away. Um, let's see here. These are my notes. Like. In years past, like when we when we did uh, uh, like the Obi Wan and Mandalorian, like I would just uh, come up with uh, some write ups for online, and I did, I really didn't like them, man. I thought they I thought they sucked. Excuse me. So I started doing my own notes, and so this is my notes. I watch it once, and then I watch it a second time, just taking notes. Uh, let's see, Ahsoka and Hu Yang. Uh, traveling to Purgle, or no, traveling in a Purgle. And um, so they, they're just sitting there talking. They have nothing else to do, right? And uh, Soka tells Hu Yang, uh, Sabine went willingly because she saw it. Like when she grabbed the map, she had the force field. And she tells Hu Yang that she went willingly because they were talking about um, why she would go in the first place. And Hu Yang... Yeah. Um, uh, Sabine went willing. Uh, Hu Yang tells Ahsoka a story that takes place a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So that that's like kind of like the beginning because they were just like going back and forth. And um, let me tell you one of my tales that from my memories that Hu Yang would remember because he's a he's a he must be like a, like a few thousand rotations old man because he he knows he knows like everything. Yeah. Well, rotation is a day, but I get what you mean. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. And then next we're on the Eye of Scion. It, it keeps uh, jumping back, so I'm going to give the uh, the scene every once in a while. Eye of Scion. Uh, Sabine is in a cell being held. Um, and Balon, like, uh, kind of, like, was talking with her. And she's like, hey, I thought we had a deal. What the fuck? Why are you holding me in here? Um, then they reach uh, Peridia. That's where they're going. That's where the uh, the jump into hyperspace from one galaxy to another. They go to Peridia, uh, an island in the other galaxy, and there's a. It's actually a Prugal graveyard. It turns out it's kind of like uh, they kind of like equated to elephants having their own graveyard. Um, and I was wondering, like, if that's true, do you think whales, like here on Earth, like present day, do you think whales have their own graveyard? That they just go to, or they, they, they push their dead to to, to fall into that we just haven't seen because they're, they're, I mean, there is seventy five percent water and not all of it's been discovered yet. What do you think? Um, you know what else beats themselves when they die? I don't know. I I have no idea. I just know they're big. Well, they're and sick, but yeah, yeah. If, if it's like a natural death, possibly. Yeah. And like, or yeah, if they do it where an area that's like a. A deep trench that no one's going to go to anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're Possibility. Smart. Yeah, they're smart mammals. So they may maybe they push them over there and then they leave them and to, to fall into the abyss. Um, Let's see here. Uh, they follow the beacon. So when they get to, when the Iasion gets to uh, Peridia, they, uh, they, there's a beacon. They follow the beacon down to the surface. Uh, they run into the three witches. So when they get down there, Morgan and Balin and Shin and they even bring Sabine, they have the, the, the three witches, uh, which uh, if you watch the Star Wars nerd channels, uh, they look, equate them to the, the three fates in the Greek mythology. Like there's a lot of mythology that they just follow in in these in these uh, um, in these shows. Um, they don't like uh, Sabine's smell. One of them's like smells like a Jedi or fucking some shit like that, right? Um, so they tie her up in those uh those laser that laser rope fucking thing, and then they throw her in another cell. So she goes from one cell to another. Poor Sabine. Uh Balon and Shin, they are talking by themselves at the hinge at in Peridia about the old old stories, new stories. Uh Balon wants to break the cycle of, you know, first the bad. The bad guys are in control. The good guys are in control. The bad guys are in control. The good guys are in control. Because that's what it seems like. You like when we first watched Star Wars, it was like the bad guys were in control and the good guys were taking over. But as you know, when the prequels came out and the the following, the you know the other sequels came out, and then the Clone Wars and then Rebels, it seems like it's just been going on for years, right? The the baddies take control and the goodies take control, right? Yeah. Uh, so he wants yeah, to break the I, cycle. Yeah. It, it, it's interesting. I mean, it kind of happened twice as far as the bad guys, but mm -hmm. I don't know about the good guys. Hard to say. Yeah. and But but this story's been going on for thousands of years, so, like, who knows? Uh, see, Sabine, uh, next thing, uh, Sabine tries to force open the walls. Well, she doesn't have to force, but then it starts to shake, and it turns out to be... The Star Destroyer is coming and docks at the uh, the place in Peridia where the uh, um, the witches are. 
Uh, see, and then we get to the Star Destroyer, and they uh, they are all lined up. Like all the uh, the stormtroopers, the clone troopers are all lined up. Because remember, this this is Thrawn's ship, and that was in the Clone Wars. So they aren't stormtroopers, but they're clone troopers, right? Am I right, or did you see it something else? You know, I heard a lot of the the um, the. <clears throat> The geeks, if you will, the the geek yeah. channels, saying that they might be the undead, like so. In theory, in Rebels, they still had um, Rebels was after after um, Jedi, but before um, and Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. So it would be it would be stormtroopers, yeah. So it'd be stormtroopers, but they were like undead stormtroopers that oh. um, the Night Sister magic, much like people was uh, the um, the Inquisitor guy that Ahsoka killed in like the second or third episode. Yeah, how he kind of like turned like you could see like the green mist leaving his armor. Like oh, um, okay, yeah. He was he was an undead. So like they think um. The Thrawn and uh, Night Sister relationship uh, is there to uh, to feed his army. Oh, okay, all right. You know what? One of the things I liked was uh, um, when they were going through that the whole lineup of of all the the troopers was their armor were their the armor was in disrepair or they were repaired uh, with like some gold looking substance. And it reminded me of like an old Asian. Um, repairing technique like when a vase or a plate would break like a ceramic thing would break and they would use gold in it to repair it and to mend it back together you know what I mean yeah the, uh, a lot of uh, th- that that symbolism was made and even uh, the ship the ship had repair marks on it oh I, didn't I don't know see if that. they used gold but yeah the, 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 and, um, the, I even saw like a cross reference from like where, where, Shron, where I'm sorry Shron, where <laughs> Thrawn's ship got um, got damaged by one of the pergos before they they were taken away. Like mm. in in it, kind of matched up the area of the ship that was damaged. Oh yeah, so I I didn't watch uh, um Rebels or or Clone Wars, so uh, you know I had no idea, but I get it. I, I totally understand. And and I looked it up. I looked it up. It's the Japanese uh, method of it is called kintsugi, which basically means like repaired by gold or something, like golden repair. Um, and then now we've, we finally seen uh, what I call, I, I, I don't know what I saw my, I, I was thinking Thrawny Smurf, Thrawny Smurf. Cause he is, he's all, he's, he's dressed all in white. He's all in, he's, he's blue. He's, you know, his skin yeah. is blue. Uh, so he shows up through rotation. He says it's going to take three days, three rotations to transfer everything they have to the other ship. Um, the necessary supplies and then they tell Thrawn of Sabine and like ooh that's a name I remember so uh, he goes to see her Uh, Thrawn says uh, she can leave to go find Ezra but um, he might be dead and either way they're probably going to leave him there you know whether she finds him or not like we're we're taking off we're we're not going to fucking wait for you 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 can go and do your thing Uh, Sabine gets a howler which is like it looks like a fucking wolf rat horse creature right that 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 thing she rides weird yeah. looking thing yeah very 
very rodent like yeah uh to wander the planet and then uh <laughs> then the troopers that were there like to see her off so like you know hope you die well because they don't think she's coming to come back um and then uh then thrawn tells uh balin and uh shin like you can go follow her it looked like shin was like upset that thrawn was because it, it looks like shin was like very like you know a person of her word and like if they say she, we're gonna let you go we're gonna let you go right but thrawn's like yeah you know go ahead you you can go after him at your own pace and you can kill him i can give a shit if you can kill him or not because you know uh balin i think balin is more it just seems like shin, uh, shin thought like oh we're gonna let her go and now we're gonna do our own thing if she gets back cool if not then we're out of here it just the, the face she made was weird hmm I get what you're saying. I, I yeah, I don't have a, a thing uh, to uh, what's it called? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't have a thought that that counters that. I guess. Yeah, uh, Sabine gets ambushed by a uh, a few bandits, like four, three or four bandits, I think. Um, and then she finally, you know, she tries to defeat him like Mandalorian style, but then she finally brings out her lightsaber, and that's what what does it. Like that's what turns the tide. She. She beats him. Uh, they go back to the, uh, now back at the ship. Thrawn tells Morgan of the primary objective was basically like, hey, you know, the whole thing is not to kill Ezra or, you know, find anything here. Like, just want to get the fuck back. Like, that's the primary objective. I don't give a shit about anything else. Um, Then the, the Howler finds uh, Michelangelo. I'm going to call him Michelangelo, a turtle-like creature. Uh, um, who I later find out uh, they're called uh, Noti or Noti, N-O-T-I, um, who leads to Sabine to a group of other Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, who say they know Ezra. The only word you can make out of them, because we don't know the Noti language, but is Edra Bridger. Um, going back to uh, the Henge, Balon and Shin come over. Oh, no, Balon and Shin are, are already off on the trail. And they, uh, they're at the, the site of the first bandit raid that uh, sh um, Sabine kills. And um, Balin gives uh, Shin a little history lesson. And, uh, and then says, like, basically, the enemy of our enemy is our friend. And, you know, we can't trust who we are. We can't trust Morgan or Thrawn or any of the witches. Uh, but right now, they are our best friend because... Our enemy is their enemy. Uh, and then, uh, but at the same time, while they're doing that, there's a bunch of other bandits that are watching them. So, everyone's watching everyone in this fucking episode. I'm almost done. I got uh, two more paragraphs here. Uh, Sabine is, uh, what? Sabine is lead. What the fuck does that mean? Sabine is lead to the team. Oh, she's led. Sabine is led to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Village. Uh, where she finally reunites with Ezra. I thought they were going to like run together and, and embrace and kiss and make out and make love and have a baby. But um, I guess I don't, I don't know the history between the two, but I just thought they were going to do something. Um, yeah. A little more deeper reunion would have been nice than just a hug. 
Yeah, and then just, hey, what's up? They were like, at, they were like distant at first, just talking to each other rather than like, you know. But anyway, um, he asked how she got there and she says, uh, let's not talk about that right now. Like, wow, you, your, your friend that you've been waiting to see for a long time and you are evading, omitting. It's like, why not just lie to him then? Because that's like what you're doing. So fucking come on and tell him. But whatever. And if he if he's so like, it seems like Ezra's like more force sensitive than and than than Sabine and more better handle with the force. How could the witches not already fucking feel him? Or can he like can he disguise his his force feel? Yeah, you know I heard something about that. Like he's able to hide himself. Okay. All right. That makes sense. And I guess those little snail people or whatever they are, they, uh, they move. Turtle. Turtle people. They're Wait. nomads. Yeah. 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 Even, even their, yeah. You know what? I was thinking like their little huts or their houses, whatever they live in, they do look, uh, movable. It's not like they're, they're permanent. Um, they're RV. <laughs> cousin Eddie. What's your cousin yes. Eddie's? Um, and yeah, uh, he says, thanks for coming. Can't wait to go home. But the look on her face is like, eh, I can't promise you that. Um, then, now we're back on the Star Destroyer. The witches talk to Thrawn. They warn him of an incoming Jedi riding the Travelers. That's what they call the Purgle. They call them the Travelers. And then Thrawn uh, kind of figures like, oh, it's Ahsoka. Um, and wants to know her history. So like she, he wants her like her, her sheet. He wants a rap sheet um, and asked for the help of the dark magic of the witches. And it was funny because I, I watch it with the, the subtitles on and they spell magic with a K. I'm like, why they spell it with a K? So I looked it up. The magic with a K has to do with like spiritual and metaphysical magic and magic without the K is like illusions and um, uh, uh, Kind of like for entertainment, entertainment purposes, magic. And rabbits out of hats. There you go, rabbits out of hats and doves out of sleeves and and roses out of uh, wands. There you go. Anyway, and that's about it. That that's the end of Ahsoka Part Six. It was like two more, right? Seven and eight, and that's it. I believe so. Yeah. It's good. What do you think so far, man? We're, we're two more episodes. Um, I thought episode five was great. This one was actually really good too. And like I said, uh, out of all the ones that I've talked about, this is the, the one that had the most notes on it for me. Yeah. Um, I'm liking it. I'm liking the series. I think it's a, it's a cool direction. Um, uh, uh, you could tell like a, a lot of work's been done, um, mm -hmm. with the, uh, the whole rebels thing, bringing, uh, you know, Ahsoka, the, the tie in. So um, it, it it's very entertaining. Agreed. Totally agreed. All right. So we got two more episodes left. But uh, until then, uh, do you have anything else you'd like to add to this episode? Um, no, other than go Niners. All right. <laughs> Thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew Podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic. And we'd like to wish you cheers. Until next time. The ball and we put it in your ear no matter who you are.
worst come the worst my people's come first my people's come first my people's come first